0: Hey there movie buffs and motorsport enthusiasts, welcome to another thrilling episode of Retro Life for You, Movies of the 1980s, the podcast where we rev up our engines and hit that cinematic road. I'm your host, Chris Adams, and today's ride is all about the classic 80s film, Six Pack. In Six Pack, we take a high-speed trip into the world of stock car racing with Brewster Baker, played by the legendary singer Kenny Rogers. So picture this, a down-on-his-luck race car driver stumbles upon a group of orphans that strip his race car of its parts. what follows next is a heartwarming story of unexpected connections, fast cars, and of course, a whole lot of laughs. The film is a delightful blend of racing excitement and heartfelt moments. As Brewster takes these kids under his wing, their bond creates a unique team, with the orphans becoming Brewster's pit crew, adding a whole new dimension to the racing circuit. Join me as we rewatch the film's timeless charm, explore the performances that make Six Pack a cult classic, and delve into the family atmosphere that brings this feel-good movie to life. So grab your popcorn and buckle up while we go for a nostalgic joyride through the fast-paced world of Six Pack. And trust me, it's a pit stop you won't want to miss. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Retro Life For You. My name is Chris Adams. Sitting along with us this week is none other than 80s flicks, flashbacks, great. Mr. Tim Williams. Tim, thanks for being with us this week, man.
1: Appreciate it. Glad to be on this episode uh, of a somewhat forgotten 80s flick, as I like to call them. But uh, close to my heart, I love this movie a lot. And it was fun to go back and rewatch it for uh, this episode aren't these always the best
0: ones? The ones that feel
1: like they're forgotten? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you know, there's the ones that you, you know, I'm in a lot of eighties Facebook groups. And so you see a lot of the same memes and the same, you guys remember this movie and I, I the one thing I hate in the like, please list a, a uh, hidden gem or a movie. That's not very popular. And somebody puts like back to the future. I'm like, how do you not know about back to the future? It's like, and they're still listing movies that, you know, I've seen on every list that people put up there and you throw out like a six pack. I'm like, what is that? I've never heard of that movie. It's like, oh, let me tell you about this little gem right here. Yeah, let me tell so, you this. <laughs> so so That's this, great. these are the fun ones. These are the fun ones. <laughs>
0: It's like other movies. Um, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call this a cult classic or not. Technically, you know, necessarily, but yeah, I don't think that's the
1: following that others do right. in that aspect. But yeah, right.
0: But other movies like *Your night of the Comet* or *The Last mm-hmm. Starfighter* or your yeah. big *Trouble in Little China*.
1: Yeah. Or yeah, *The Last
0: Dragon* or even going into stuff like you know that things that were hits,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: people don't think about it like *Princess Bride* that we just did. Mm-hmm. And release. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't watch *The Princess Bride* forever because I thought it was some, you know. Gooey bride movie, <laughs> you know, about a princess right. getting married, which technically it was, right?
1: Right, right. But, but it's is everything, so much more. Yeah, it's like it. I mean, I used to be with like, it's, it is really like the perfect movie because it has comedy, it has action, it has romance, it has family. Like it hits all of those, you know, genres and does them all so well that you can't fault it for it. Like it's just, oh. it's almost a, I mean, it's pretty much like the perfect movie. And the people talk about back to the future is the perfect movie, which I would say it probably is as well, but it's in that category of the very few movies that you would consider a perfect film. And even because it hasn't aged, like it, it still holds up today, the jokes and the comedy and the beats of it and everything. So, yeah, I mean, not to
0: mention it has Indigo Montoya.
1: Yes. Yeah. And probably one of the most quoted, you know, 80s movies as well so
0: and it took me forever to watch that movie and i watched it uh the summer that we were moving back to tennessee a couple of years ago mm-hmm. i was painting my bedroom and i said why not just go ahead and get this over <laughs> and watch it while i'm painting and all of a sudden i hear in the background i'm an eagle montoya mm-hmm. my, children, my father prepared to die
1: mm-hmm. and i'm
0: like is that where that's from <laughs> of all these years i've heard that right that is where that's from so you know right. it's great stuff great stuff mm-hmm. now This time last year, and I can't remember if you were with me this time last year when I did planes, trains, and automobiles.
1: Did you do that with me? I think I did. I want to say it because I'd already covered it on mine, but I think we did it together on yours last year. Yeah, because it's it's so
0: funny if you did because this is going to be what I'm considering my Thanksgiving special for movie this year. It's not going to be released on Thanksgiving, but I mean, and I
1: know there's not a bit, not one hint of mm-hmm. thanksgiving
0: in the movie okay no
1: but it's family it's it's, it's family got a family, family yeah it's got a family yes. feeling, which which i kind of do for my thanksgiving episodes too because i don't have to plug mine already but my thanksgiving episode is the little mermaid the original animated but i'm doing with my daughter because we typically do an episode uh around thanksgiving so we did annie i think last year which isn't necessarily a christmas or a thanksgiving movie but it fits that family friendly film. That we can watch together, kind of a thing.
0: It's a lot harder to get a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, especially oh, yeah, yeah. especially if you're limited to a decade. Mm-hmm. The '80s did not produce a lot of Thanksgiving type films.
1: Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is really the only one that I can think of off the top that, of my head. Yeah, that falls into that category.
0: So, well, hey, before we get kicked in and started for this episode, go ahead and tell us about yours to get it out there for sure. We already kind of briefly mentioned it when I introduced yeah. you and you a second ago. Tell everybody out there more about your podcast again.
1: So the '80s Flick Flashback Podcast is for all those like that love this podcast. It's about the '80s. Uh, we talk about '80s movies. So me and a guest co-host uh, like Chris has been on a few episodes as well. Uh, we talk about uh, an one '80s movie per episode. We talk about uh, our first time watch memories. We share behind the scenes stories about the cast and crew. I tend to do a lot of research about how it was made. Uh, talk about who who was cast and uh any like behind the scenes trivia and we talk about our favorite memories our favorite uh moments in the movie iconic scenes uh but we just have a lot of fun even if it's a if it's a great movie or if it's one that we didn't enjoy as much as we thought we would have <laughs> we still have a good time learning about it and uh reminiscing about seeing it for the first time and those kind of things so yeah
0: it's a fun show too uh it really is i not now here recently I, it was it's like one of my most favorite shows you've had recently, too, by the way. Oh, OK. When you had Keith Coogan on.
1: Oh, yeah, he was great. And I have to I thank you for that, because you he was a guest with you at first. And I was like, if Chris can get him, I think I can get him, too. But we hey, had the same issue. It took I like can get somebody. Months.
0: Anybody can get him. I told you I told you you'd <laughs> yeah. play tag for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah. You were right. <laughs> uh, but it was so, great. He, he was so great, uh, even though it was really short, much shorter than we both planned originally. But so he's he was coming fantastic. back again, right? Yeah, he was fantastic. Said he'd come back to another one, so yeah. uh, have him back again. But he was he was so great for the little little bit of time that we had, and uh, and then to follow that up with our episode about Avengers and babysitting, which was a lot of fun with Bethany Wells, who's always yeah. a fun. I listened host. to that one too the
0: other day. That and was so fun. Uh,
1: yeah. So she's she's always a lot of fun. So uh, yep. And
0: and yeah, you times. guys inspired, you guys inspired me to put out a little clip, my little favorite. Yeah, clip. I saw your clip. Yeah, your video <laughs> yeah. If you don't have. Yeah. So it's like she's at the where was
1: she at again? The, the hot dog the bus, stand. She's, she's oh, at the bus station. station. The bus station.
0: Yeah, and she's she's hungry. She's going to the hot dog vendor. She goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, are those hot dogs?" and He says, "Yeah, yeah you want one?" She's like, "Oh, yes, definitely." They mm-hmm. so go to get her hot dog out, and she tries to pay him with a check that was written over to her.
1: Right, a third like, party uh, check that you yeah. never see anymore.
0: Right, yeah. and that, that kind of dates the movie for sure. Yeah. Doesn't it?
1: It's, like it's a perfectly so, good check. You
0: know, uh, so and so's mom wrote to Chris who right. I gave her some press on nails and something else. And she wrote me the yeah. difference and signed it over <laughs> to me. And I'll sign it over to you and you keep the difference. And I take the hot dog. Right. And he's, he's explained to her, he works on a cash only basis. And I mm-hmm. said, it's not my favorite scene in the whole movie, but it's the funniest. It's one of the funniest. Yeah. For sure. Well, for me, it's the funniest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But he's like, I work on a cash only basis. And she says, you'd rather throw it away than give it to someone who's hungry. He says, let me put it to you like this. You slip me the cash. I'll slip you the wiener. Yeah. And she goes, but well, I don't have no cash. He says, well, I don't have a wiener. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any cash. Then mm-hmm. I don't have a wiener yet. Wiener, oh, I'm gosh. just dying. I mean, I yeah. am, to this day. I, when, when I first went back and looked for it on YouTube to get it mm-hmm. to there, I still laughed and I almost cried at that. Oh yeah. It's great. But, it has so many and, great uh, moments. And, 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 and you got several things out of him on the interview that he didn't talk about on mine, which I found was interesting too. Oh yeah. That's yeah. why I love listening to, you know, to different people. Talk to people mm-hmm. because, Everybody gets something different. It feels like out of, mm-hmm. and it could be because you asked one different question. Maybe you talked about a different movie, which for sure you did, because mm-hmm. you talked about the movie with John Crier and him in it. Which right, I didn't bring right. Up. Oh, I didn't get to bring up much because yeah,
1: I think you did bring it up, but he he didn't talk about it as much as he did on mine. But yeah, he yeah, but yeah. He, he has so. I mean, he has so many stories. Like, first I talked about the Love Boat. Like, I really didn't think we'd spend that much time talking about the Love Boat, but he, I just let him go, and and he was yeah. great. And uh, I know he's got tons of stories and he even said like we didn't really get to talk too much about his 90s stuff which I don't typically do on my podcast but I'm like we got to talk about your stuff from the 90s and he was like we'll definitely come back and and I'll, I've got plenty of stories uh for toy soldiers don't tell mom the babysitter's dead uh those movies so uh but you know good. what the, you know you know what's good about that
0: though for either one of us really we're an 80s yeah. podcast right right he is an 80s based star yeah oh yeah yeah oh so, we are '80s based star. Let's talk about some of the things he did after the fact. To you be, know, mm-hmm. as, as he as he uh, you know, propelled from the '80s into the '90s with his mm-hmm. career, what did he do? You know, where, it's kind of like a where they are now kind of thing, but not oh, yeah. quite where they are now. But,
1: but just where where they yeah where their careers went. I did the same thing with Diane Franklin. We talked about her. You know, things that she did after the '80s. So it's it's, it's yeah. The interviews you kind of have a little bit more freedom to do though ask those kind of questions and kind of. Play outside the lines, but once again, as I say, I tell people it's like it's my podcast. I can change the rules if I want to. If I want to cover it, I'm going to cover that. We've we've covered Back to the Future Part Three because it was filmed in the '80s, but it didn't release until 1990. But it's right. part of an '80s trilogy. Like you can't talk about one and two without talking about the third one. So,
0: right, it's hard not to do. And then third, to me, the third one was one was probably my favorite, just because I like that West kind of feel. For me, mm-hmm. I, I like that kind of setup. So. Well, yeah. to get to the movie we're talking about today, we've kind of touched on it in a way here. We are talking about the movie called Six Pack. It stars Kenny Rogers. It has Aaron Gray, Diane Lane. This is also Anthony Michael Hall's debut film. Yeah, exactly. As, as a kid, uh, this is a – I always thought it was National Lampoon's Vacation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I, for, I forgot he was in it until, like, I when I put the, the DVD in and started watching it, I was like, oh, man, I forgot that he's – this was, like, his first movie. Yeah, and his role was the character Doc, I believe they called mm-hmm. him, wasn't yeah. it? One of yeah, because he used the uh the stethoscope when he was working on the cars.
0: Yeah. So movie came out July 16th, 1982.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh I want to say the movie made hold on, let's see. Yeah, 20 million two hundred and twenty five thousand nine hundred and eighty nine dollars. So it's a pretty good haul back then.
1: Yeah, and I think it did did okay.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what the how much it cost to make the film. It didn't quite list that it on didn't IMDb. Didn't give that
1: information. Yeah,
0: but uh, still. So basically, just to give a synopsis of the movie, uh, we got Kenny Rogers. Of course, I said playing the part of the star of the movie, which is Brewster Baker, mm-hmm. uh, stopping briefly in a small Texas town. and a itinerant race car driver finds that his stock car on a trailer behind his motorhome has just been quickly and expertly stripped. He chases down the miscreants who turn out to be six orphan children. He has no recourse to the law, for the corrupt local sheriff takes most of the proceeds of their thievery in exchange for not putting them in an orphanage. They are charming rogues who are in turn charmed by him, disliking their arrangement with the sheriff. They stow away with him, and he finds himself becoming a reluctant father figure. Thanks to their enthusiasm and incredible mechanical know-how, he begins to make a name for himself on the racing circuit, but the sheriff does not take kindly to losing his extra income. You could say, "The sheriff." Now, what, what did they call him? Was he was he Big John or Big? Was Big something? It's he's just listed as sheriff. In, oh my in, god,
1: uh, is it Big John? I think I it should. is Big John. I can't recall. I was hoping you. Is they only they only mentioned it at the very beginning of the movie? Mm-hmm. So, because I didn't watch, you know, I, I watched this kind of like half and half. So I didn't see the beginning as recently as they did the ending. Yeah, that's a good question. I can't, I might've been big John.
0: Well, it's definitely hard to say They got him listed. It's Barry Corbin plays the role mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. he's been in other roles. You might remember him for stuff like war games, playing the general of war. Oh games. yeah. He's, he's one of those faces that you, you, you definitely know him when you see him. <laughs> um, but just as sheriff, uh, Terry Kaiser was in the movie, played the yep. role of Turk. Bernie was at one point, I think, um, <laughs> What, uh, Brewster's mechanic?
1: He was his, no, yeah, his lead
0: mechanic. Yep, yeah. Now, what were you saying well, when I said Turk? Did you say Ernie? He
1: was Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's.
0: Oh, Bernie. I thought I'd say not I didn't say Bert when you said, I thought you said Ernie. <laughs> like I said Bert. I'm like, did you say Bert? <clears throat> yes, Weekend at Bernie. He's Bernie. Yep, definitely. And Terry Kaiser went on to do a lot of uh, notable parts that people remember him for. Most, most people remember and know him mostly from Bernie, though.
1: Yeah, that's uh, his with, most. Iconic role for sure.
0: Yes, we had Aaron Gray played Lila. She mm-hmm. was a uh, Buck Rogers fame uh, Silver Spoon. Silver
1: spoons, yeah.
0: Couple a of a lot of a
1: lot, uh, lot of '80s kids like us. Uh, one of our first crushes, I'm sure.
0: Yes, yes, mainly because of Buck Rogers, I think. Mm-hmm, and uh, Silver spoons, yeah. And Silver and Silver spoons. Uh, speaking of crushes, where people our age, we got Diane Lane <laughs> playing Breezy. Yeah, <clears throat> and she did not miss a beat as she grew older either.
1: Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I she's the one. Like I know when I so I was telling uh, Chris before the podcast started that I had not seen this movie in a lot. I, I saw this movie in the theater twice as a kid. I remember, I remember going to the theater. I think me and my mom went like on a Saturday or whatever, and then we liked it so much that we went, took my sister like the next weekend with one of her friends. And I remember that because my mom, they were sitting like in front of us in the theater. And I my mom kept like tapping my sister on the shoulder, like watch this, this part's funny, watch this, the part's funny. And I was like, mom, just let her watch the movie. And I, that's something we joked about for a long time. So, uh, so I remember watching it in the theater, but I had not seen it for a long time. So about 10 years ago, it, you know, it come back into my memory of like, Oh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. And I found a version on, or I found it on YouTube and was able to watch the whole movie on YouTube uh, one it was around Thanksgiving, I think, because we were in Chicago visiting my wife's family and I really liked it. But I remember when watching it again, I was like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea Diane Lane was in this movie. Like no yeah. clue that, that she was in that, you know, coming. I guess this was right either right before or right after The Outsiders, because she's about about the same age and same with uh, Anthony Michael Hall about the same time as Vacation.
0: I was reading earlier for her. It said she was about 17. It didn't give an exact age. It said she was about right. 17 at the filming of this movie.
1: Yeah, so, so yeah, she, she could have she, been. Yeah, she could she have was just
0: turning seventeen. She could have mm-hmm. been just turning eighteen, for all we know. And
1: right, yeah, because this was eighty two. I think Outsiders was eighty one. I think I haven't. I didn't I do know. research for this one like I normally the do.
0: Top, so off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah, on Outsiders, I'm not sure.
1: But uh, but I hate to go back. But you're talking about the uh, how much money it made. I, I pulled up its uh, box office for opening weekend. It came in eleventh which sounds pretty bad, but let me give you the movies in the top five. And you'll understand why it did not break the top mm-hmm. five. So number one that weekend was E.T., the extraterrestrial, uh, which was... I heard, that, I, I heard
0: that made a little money.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it was on its sixth week. Uh, in contrast, it made $13 million that weekend and Six Pack made $1.9 million. So yeah, it wasn't going to catch up. Uh, number two is a re-release of Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, which made $4 million. Then number three, Young Doctors in Love, kind of another forgotten 80s flick. Number four was Tron in its second week. Number five was Rocky Three in its eighth week. So, and then others in that, you know, Firefox, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood, Poltergeist, Annie, Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan was number 10. Uh, so yeah, so six pack, didn't crack the top ten, but it had some stiff competition, and it played. So. Yeah, and it played in half the theaters that ET ET was in. Fifteen hundred theaters, and Six Pack was only in five hundred. So, you know, it's hard to make that kind of money when you're not in as many theaters as the the big the bees.
0: I think if Six Pack had been released closer to the time, say, A Smoking Bandit had come out, mm-hmm. it might have even done more in the theater because that. It's not the same movie, but it, it has a similar feel to it in a way. It I does.
1: It, yeah, it, it is kind of a. Watching it today, I was like, I could see it had some, uh, yeah, smoking the bandit elements uh, to it. A little bit of Dukes of Hazard, you know, that still was very popular at that time as well. Mm-hmm. The country themes, uh, and then had Stroker Ace with Burt Reynolds. Had that come out already? I think that was around the same time too, like the NASCAR. I'm not sure if that was out at the time or not,
0: but funny you mentioned that because Burt Reynolds was offered the role Mm -hmm. of Rooster Baker and turned it down.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So So. that was, that was kind of interesting to know.
1: Yeah. This one's kind of a weird to think about in the middle of the summer, which I know summer blockbusters is is more of a big thing now than it was in 82, but this feels much more like a fall or a spring, like, you know, a, a spring release, like not one that's really released amongst the other like big blockbuster movies so um i don't know if that means the studio just didn't have as much faith in it to do as well and they just here they just dump it you know well now stroker
0: ace that. came out in 83 just so you know
1: okay so it came out after that so okay. i
0: wonder was he already
1: yeah, obligated could be.
0: to make stroker ace they maybe have been filming it or maybe yeah. he had a choice between stroker ace and six-pack and thought stroker ace was the better of the two mm-hmm. very possible
1: very possible.
0: Uh, we'd have to get deeper into that to find out, so then mm-hmm. I don't know about that for sure, though. But it, it just, if anything, they're neck and neck on when they came out,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Now, one thing I didn't find is uh, when a lot of people, uh, as far as the people who had auditioned for roles,
1: mm-hmm. some
0: movies will list out there like this person came in, this person came in, right, right, and this, this person, but not a lot on this one, uh, to talk about. I mean. Aaron Gray, I believe it is, uh, came in for Robin. She replaced Robin Douglas, it says, in the role of Lila. Okay. And it doesn't really say why she replaced her, just that she did replace her. Yeah. So, uh, going back to watching the movie for the first time, though, you're you mentioning, i talking about going to the theater. I didn't see this in the theater. Mm. I remember watching this at my aunt and uncle's house when I was younger. Uh, okay. my, he loved watching movies like this. Mm-hmm. And we were all sitting down in the living room. And he was notorious for throwing on something like "My Name Is Trinity" or you know, <laughs> the "Good, Bad, the Ugly" or something like that, you know. And one day he throws this movie in Six Pack, so mm-hmm. like kind of a comedy. Um, you know, my cousin told me, I said, "Well, let's give it let's give it a go." they so watching it. I was like, "Yeah, this is good." You know, I really got into it. That's the first time I'd seen it, and then after that, I, I probably rented it quite a few times after that. Yeah. Oh yeah. After yeah. seeing it there for the first time. Um, yeah, I
1: can't remember if it. If it had, if it was one that ran on cable a lot, or if it was one that I rented a lot and watched over and over again, because I know I saw it a lot, I saw it several times. I don't so. recall ever
0: seeing it on cable, unless yeah. it was on something like HBO or Showtime. Or yeah, Cinematic that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever you started having the cable packages with your super stations and such, TBS mm. and USA and TNT and all that, I don't recall ever seeing Six Pack on any of those stations. Mm-mm. No. I mean, you know, they're lost, but I mean, yeah, um, I don't recall ever seeing it there.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know if you if you're going to mention it, but you know, it had to have done pretty well at the theater because they tried to make a TV show uh, from it. What well, the following year with uh, good old Don Johnson, pre Miami Vice, Don Johnson yep. and Marky Post. I uh, how it would have worked 19th. out. Yeah, it you did, think it would have worked it, out pretty good. It didn't. It didn't last for long.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, obviously it didn't last long, but I mean, did, yeah. it, it did, uh, did a series, did any episodes actually air? No, it was a failed series pilot. So, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I, I, in your opinion, if it had made it past, you know, the pilot where they showed it to them and they said, okay, we're going to give this a shot. How long do you think it would have lasted those series based on that?
1: I think it depends on like how they were going to evolve the story. Like, would it be more about him racing with them, or more of them being as a family, like more of a family sitcom with them kind of at home and him coming in from the races and trying to yeah. deal with them as a father thing? So, I think uh, they
0: had to do that. That's what they'd had to do. Yeah,
1: I think that would have worked better. I don't know if that's how it. You know how it ended I mean, up being that way,
0: but they could have occasionally tossed in an episode where they're at the races.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it could have been where you know the kids. You know, you did good, kids. You were my six pack. You got me going. We did well together. Now I'm back on the majors. You guys need to be in school, getting your education. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be on the road doing this. You're going to be there at home with mom. You're going to be doing this or. I don't know what they, what they would call Lila mom or Lila whatever, but you will be, right. be doing your school thing and I'll be mm-hmm. coming home from the races occasionally, you know, blah, blah, blah. That would have been the better way to do it if they were going to do it. But I don't know. I mean, back then, uh, those family type field shows were, were good. They were mm-hmm. yeah. definitely a, a big part of TV. So it, it could have worked. I mean, I just don't know there's something about it. They did though. They really didn't like if it failed on the pilot.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no telling. I mean, I wonder if there's, I'm sure there's a version other summer but if it never aired it's gonna be hard to find like I know talking about adventures and babysitting we did it had a failed TV pilot as well that they just ran as like a special movie and I tried to go back and find that to watch it and there's a really bad version on YouTube that was obviously recorded off of the TV on a VCR with a very bad VCR tape so it flips and has wow. a lot of issues with it but yeah um, so yeah it's kind of like some of those things like you want to see it, but it's kind of like the the Star Wars holi- holiday specials. Like you want to see it, but then when you start watching, like, why? Why am I torturing myself and and diminishing something that I love by watching something so terrible?
0: <laughs> Speaking of those old forgotten movies, uh, um, Megaforce, I think it was called. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you remember the? I'm having flashbacks of this all of a sudden. How the cool cars and motorcycles are going across mm-hmm. the desert, shooting lasers out at things. But then I'm remembering also once the cool scene was gone, how terrible the movie was (laughs) and how I can't put myself through that again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Definitely not. Kenny Rogers was 43 when he made this movie. And this was his first and his last Mm -hmm. theatrical movie release. Mm -hmm. I had to read that closely. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I first read it, I said, well, that's just a hunk of bull because he did The Gambler, he did The Gambler 2, The Gambler 3, he Coward did of The county. Coward of the County. Right. You know, I mean, he's in quite a few things. And I looked at it again, it's just theatrical. Right, right. Race. So, definitely some TV movies. Mm. Um, but this one right here was his one and done, his only thing mm-hmm. he had to do. With it. I don't know if he just didn't have a taste for it, didn't like it, nobody offered him anything yeah. else.
1: I don't know. Maybe it was the, maybe the stress of trying to carry a big, you know, a movie as a lot more than just a, you know, TV movie. It's like, it's not, especially back then. I mean, I don't even make TV movies that much anymore uh, these days, but back then it was a little, little easier, you know, probably less stress um, to do, but I thought he was good. I mean, I, you know, I mean, he's not the greatest actor in the world. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat that, but I think, for what he was given, I think he did really well with it. I mean, he has charisma and and you know has that movie star, you know, personality and X factor. I think uh, so. Yeah. I, I'm surprised he didn't do more. And of course, when you watch the TV movies, he was good in those too. Like I've watched, I've seen *Coward of the County*. I've seen a few of the *Gambler* movies. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he definitely he's definitely a, a decent actor for sure.
0: I have to go back and rewatch *Coward of the County* and the *Gambler* movies. It's, it's that's another thing it has been a good while since I've seen are those movies there. Mm-hmm. Love the music. Yeah. But, um, I love the songs for sure. Uh, speaking of music, the, this movie here was where I do believe uh, the hit love will turn you around was mm-hmm. made for. Mm-hmm. Which, which is still is, one of my uh,
1: favorite. Songs. Yeah. It's still one of my favorite Kenny Rogers songs. I oh
0: yeah. it's great. I mean, he, he almost, let's see, let's see, how far did it go? I had this in front of me a minute ago um he got on two different charts for it
1: Mm -hmm. probably the country and the pop charts
0: well i'm sure the pop charts well i mean it had to be on country i would assume since he was a country singer (laughs) right right. i I would assume it made it on there um but as far as being a big you know big catchy hit the movie's notable for its catchy popular song love will turn you around sung and performed by kenny rogers Mm -hmm. he co-wrote the song which was a number one country and adult contemporary hit which went go. to number 13 on the pop chart. So number one country and adult contemporary and 13 mm. on the pop chart. Not bad. Not bad at all. I mean, it's got a nice little sound to it. If you're not mm-hmm. familiar with it, uh, you know, everybody listening, just go to your Spotify or your YouTube or wherever type in love will turn you around Kenny Rogers and you can hear what it sounds like. Or Hey, just watch the movie.
1: Yeah. They played it at right in right and, and the middle and again at the end.
0: Yeah, you get a little bit all <laughs> throughout the movie just to make sure right. you remember what it sounds like. He's right, making sure right. you don't forget. So, But he does uh, all, all around some pretty good hits if you're, a, if you're a country music fan from that time frame and era.
1: Oh, yeah. I was a big Kenny Rogers fan back then. I was yeah, a country I, music fan, but I was a huge Kenny Rogers fan.
0: I remember being that age, and I don't know why I thought it was funny at the time, but the uh, you picked a fine time to leave me Lucille.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For whatever
0: reason, as a kid, made me laugh. And it's not a funny song. It's not, but yeah. It's not. Yeah. But as a kid, you know, I, I guess the name Lucille. Mm-hmm. I you know, used to hear that name, right?
1: It's like I don't know if you remember the Oak Ridge boys song Elvira, which was like a huge hit. Like that was the first. Then that was the very no, that was the second 45 record that I ever bought. The first one was the Rainbow Connection from Muppet movie. Why <laughs> I remember, why I remember these things, I don't know. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh Elvira, I was obsessed with that song. It was such a big hit. And I listen to it now, and I'm like, "What are they singing about? It is so, it's such an awkward, such an awkward song." It's her just, name is
0: her name is Elvira. Yeah, you know that's the girl. He's gonna, that's the girl. He's gonna go marry. He's gonna meet her at the Hungry House Cafe, right? Right.
1: Yeah, but but why is Hayo Silver away at the end? That's what I want to know.
0: Uh, nothing else rhymed with it. I guess at the time, I don't know. <laughs>
1: was was money so
0: tight at the time that she was really going to jump and holler because he saved up his last two dollars because he was going to search and find that preacher man he said
1: yeah that's right yeah
0: so go listen to that song too yeah Yeah. great
1: that's our that's going to be our new podcast we're going to we're going to go back and listen to 80s country songs and talk about them 80s, or just we do 80s, whatever. 80s, right, there 80s, you go. 80s country, So you knew your eighties yeah, you country songs, and I'll I'll come back and we'll we'll have a good time on that one.
0: Yeah, when we're done doing you know the Elvira and the the loose the seal and whatever, mm-hmm. we can turn around and do some Michael Jackson tell everybody to beat it. Yeah. <laughs> and I hear crickets in the background now. There They're like, go. what are they talking what are they talking about? <laughs> good Lord. They have jumped from six packs and racing cars to Michael, Michael Jackson's James. beating Elvira or something. <laughs> anyway, Billie
1: um, Jean, Billy Jean was not his lover. No, so she know. was not.
0: No, she was not, but, but I hear she was a thriller. Yeah. So I could do that all day long. Don't get yeah, we, we keep going.
1: Yeah. Don't <laughs> give me on Michael Jackson songs. I probably know it's, them all. It's not just that we'll jump
0: from him to the next one, to the next one, just throwing right, song right. titles out there till we just are blue in the face. mhm um, so uh the movie uh back to the movie six pack for a minute and yes. the, the, the further they get into it it's like he's he's wanting to 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 get rid of the kids he he can't just leave them where they are mm-hmm. he agrees to take them to the next town over which was a small town they're like you know come on man you can't do this to us because all these small town shares are the same mm-hmm. they'll call him he'll come pick us back up again we're back in the same boat and we helped you get away so he's going to take him to um uh, it was somewhere in Louisiana, I think, wasn't it? It was going to Shreveport,
1: yeah. That what Shreveport was the next stop, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's gets that uh, gets them out of Texas and uh, gets them to uh, Shreveport. They can start over again. They get there and they just don't want to leave him, they want to stick with him. They're, they're getting accustomed to him at this point, so they think they're doing him a favor and they start stealing parts off other cars to fix his backup since they took his and destroyed <laughs> his, right? Right? Uh, as the movie goes along, though, the further they get to the races, it's 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 kind of fun to see them kind of coming together as a group, uh, not really as a family per se, but I mean, they get closer as a group where he just can't get rid of the kids, like he tries to get rid of them.
1: Yeah, a couple of times.
0: Yeah, he he really tries, but ultimately he just keeps coming back to it Or they <laughs> find him one or the mm-hmm. other. Well, so. Lila
1: helps him one time. They they Lila takes him to where he is. I think the the first time they show back up. Well, was that the first time or the second time? I can't. I'm not. I'm not 100. Well, it was sure. after she met them, because when he leaves, yeah. yeah, maybe it was the third time, not the second time,
0: because he was buying them some ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah. leaving, and, yeah, and then and then Swift, he had his little comment for him. That's uh, one of the one of the quotable quotes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a couple. He's got he got a mouth on him, don't he? Yeah, he does. He's, he got a mouth that I, I was telling my father when he was watching. I said, now it's a good movie. I said, but uh, one of the kids there, he got a mouth on him mm-hmm, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to hear that. Uh, but at one point he tells him when he's leaving them, Swift, he gets mad mm-hmm. and he slings down his, uh, his bag, whatever. He's like, you no good rotten, washed up, forked tongue, black hearted, double dealing, backstabbing, alky bum. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, well, where did that
1: come from? Right. Just,
0: off the top right there and
1: some of that like watching it again there's a few scenes where you can tell they had to overdub uh you know and not to kind of tone down some of the profanity even i think cut or muted some of uh kenny rogers profanity uh in the beginning because the kids do enough of it uh but my favorite one of my favorite saying that he gave and i remember saying it for years after that was when uh it's the last race in Atlanta and the news crew comes in looking for Brewster because, uh, you know, he got ditched in the woods by Stone Mountain. Uh, and he says, where's, where's he at? Well, he's uh, shaking the dew off his lily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And if you don't know what that means, you're not from the South. I'll just put it, put it to you that way. And you're not a guy. And you're not a guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you very much. Okay, right, so we're yeah, done here.
1: Because yeah. <laughs> then he asked Doc he's taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's enough. Those kids, man, I tell you. Uh, the one kid, I don't remember which one his name is. Um, yeah, I think they all heard. had they all had nicknames. Uh, who was the tallest one with the deepest voice? They said, "What was his name on the, on, the, on the show?" The only thing he ever said was, uh, "That's no lie." Yeah, that's no lie. <laughs>
1: yeah what is it's like, like that was his
0: one line, yeah, the, the yeah the movie. bad
1: the bad thing about the IMDB is a lot of them didn't do anything else, so they there's pictures aren't on here., uh, so let's see. I
0: can't and remember what, all the names. There was Doc. there was Swifty. there was little Harry, yeah, was it Steven? Lewis was it Lewis? It might have been Lewis i I think Lewis was the oldest one. Okay. I'm kind of remembering that part where Breezy's telling him to call about the house. Right. You're the one right. with the deepest voice, Lewis.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. You're probably right. Said. Yep. That sounds right.
0: And then you had the the one that was a, that was their little banker who was <laughs> yeah. in charge of the <laughs> money, and the funds. And uh, the I singer
1: of the group, because he started when they did uh Rocky Top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now if you're from now, I, I don't know if you know how much you like Rocky Top. Uh, I <laughs> had to hear Rocky Top for a bunch of years because everybody here that's a UT ball <laughs> fan. Oh we'll right, right. we will seeing Rocky Top like it's going out of style. So that thing got etched in my brain, and I got so tired of hearing Rocky Top. <laughs> I like the song, but oh my gosh, the during football season when college football is on, that's the one thing I hate hearing is Rocky Top.
1: Mm-mm-mm. So uh, you,
0: you yourself, not being in Tennessee, you probably don't have to worry about
1: this too no, much. No, and I won't mention the the, the most recent uh, football game. Oh, you can bring it up if you want to because uh, I'm not a UT fan. So. Okay. Well, I'm not, a, I'm really not a big, you know, Bulldogs fan, but we know what they did to the Vols this past weekend.
0: It wasn't pretty for Vol fans. So my brother went to that game. Uh, I messaged him and they had bought, his daughter had bought tickets for him for Christmas last year for that game this year. he was all excited the whole time building up to it because <laughs> last year was such a big year for them. They beat Alabama. They did this, they did that. Then their quarterback got injured and that just kind of put a damper on their season that they were on a, on track for a possibility of playing for national championship, you know, and then they got ruined. And then this year they came back with nothing like what they had a year before oh my gosh. <laughs> and nothing has turned out like they thought it would be. So I told him, I said, well, at least you got to go to the game, man. It there was cool. Go.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're for the experience. They're for the experience.
0: Uh, speaking of experience and this movie with racing, have you ever been to a race line before?
1: not a NASCAR race, which is a shame because I live, you know, outside of Atlanta. So the Atlanta motor speedway is not that far from me. Um, but I've never been on a NASCAR race. I went to my, my uncle for a couple of years was, I think he like was a sponsor for like a, you know, not NASCAR or like stock, not even stock car, but like just local little local racer guy. Um, but we went, we took my grandfather's camper to a race one Friday night. And uh, I remember going to that's the only race I think I've ever actually been to. I used to watch NASCAR as a kid. I mean, but my so my family is mainly from North Carolina. And that's, you know, that part of North Carolina, it's chewing tobacco and NASCAR is kind of the way of life, or at least it was in the early 80s. So uh, a lot of Sundays watching NASCAR, that was all that. That's all that was allowed on the TV. Uh, was a nascar race so
0: i can't say that i grew up the same way my dad was a big sports fan so football mm-hmm. basketball baseball right he a, he, he'd watch races with people but mm-hmm. it wasn't on his top of his list
1: yeah my dad wasn't a big race fan either yeah uh,
0: a lot of my friends were into it but i never could get into it i was like i don't understand what you see in it and they said what yeah you mean? <laughs> I said, it's fast cars man it's fast cars right. i said right. yeah but i was just like all right, here, here we go. They're and they're off, and they're
1: to the left. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, yeah. to the I'll left. check. I'll check back yeah. in four hours when they're at you know, four hundred and ninety-eight of the five hundred laps are about. Yes. to do. or call <laughs> me if there's a wreck. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Which is
0: it's, which is pretty bad to say, but a lot of people watch them for the. Oh wrecks. yeah,
1: yeah, for the wreck. Yeah, they want to see and that.
0: That's a bad reason to watch them. You don't want people getting hurt like that and everything. Um, but there's been some uh, those some pretty serious fans too. Though I mean, mm-hmm. you're, oh yeah. You know, People have lost some of their favorite racers due to bad mm-hmm. car wrecks and you know crashes and stuff like that. And yeah, I think uh, what Dale Earnhardt was one of the, probably the biggest one,
1: mm-hmm. biggest yeah.
0: name for people losing in a car wreck. Yep. Um, then there was a there was a guy named Ernie Irvin. I think I think he had a wreck that hurt one of his eyes and messed his vision up. I recognize
1: to, the name, but I don't remember much about. I, I-
0: I can't remember if I get the story right or not. I, I, I'm probably butchering this because I'm not a race fan. So somebody might hear this <laughs> and correct me. And please do.
1: Right if, you're, right. if you're
0: listening and I messed this up with Ernie Irvin, but I thought he had a wreck that messed up his vision and stuff. And uh, the one thing I'm not messing up on though is when he came back, people, you know, fans were calling him swerving Irvin because <laughs> it wasn't quite the same. Driver. Right. Right. <clears throat> but um, I, I never could get into it. I said, you know, throw a right turn in the mix and you're going to mess everybody up. <laughs> Right. So, right. But then they're like, to me, they're like, you're watching a bunch of grown men dribble some ball up and down a court and in, in short shorts, you know, yeah, a, yeah. A, little, a little half top or something. Or you're watching, you know, grown men hike a ball and tackle each other all game. I said, everybody's got their outlook, I guess, you know, what's whatever. I mean, I'm not making fun of them your NASCAR. <laughs> right, anymore. right if you're into it, but I was told if I were to go to one live
1: though, it would change my reaction. And that's so. what I've been, I've heard the same thing. Like it's, it's, and, you know, it's kind of like that too, with some sports, like I, I'm not a big, well, I, I am now, Like I used to not really big, be a big fan of baseball because it's once again, four or five hour games, but you know, before they change the rules, but you know, unless it's really exciting, it's, you know, it's like a, a close game. It's it's not much to watch, but, but being at the goes? but being at the ballpark, it changes your per, your receptive perception yeah. of it. So I can watch it going like when I go to a game, it's like oh I want to watch more baseball because you kind of carry over that that feeling of it. But uh, right,
0: that's what I was going to say. When you're there, e- even if it's a pitcher's duel mm-hmm. and it's nothing, nothing.
1: Oh yeah, you yeah. can
0: you can appreciate the game. Uh, of the pitchers pitching well, or the, you know, the infielders and outfielders defense mm-hmm. of, for keeping it like a no hitter going. Oh yeah. yeah. But you can also appreciate a good high scoring game. It's exciting too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't call myself a, ho- a hockey fan, but one year I got to go to a hockey game as like some, like we got to go to a free game, a group of us. And I, I loved it. I had a great time at the game, never watched another, you know, hockey match after that, but being there live on the ice, was a cool experience. So, yeah, sometimes. as long as
0: the Nashville Predators have been here, I've never been to one game before. <laughs> um and I'd go to one for the experience, I would. Mm-hmm. But I have never been to one yet. So, I mean, it's just like we have soccer here now too. Yeah, um, we do too, yeah. Um my daughter, you know, she grew up playing soccer, so it's not like it'd be <laughs> that new to me or anything.
1: Right. But
0: I just don't want to go sit and watch it. We uh, there used to be the Nashville Motor Speedway here too where you could go watch races. And I never really got into that either. And mm. they've also got something here in town that's coming. I don't I, if it came this last year or not. It's definitely coming this upcoming year where they've got like um, the race that goes through town like they would um, like in some of the European countries.
1: Yeah. Is that like Formula One racing? Probably,
0: yeah, probably like Formula One type. Yeah, there's a there's a, one of the bridges are marked off for. They mm-hmm. showed the path where it starts and where it ends in. It's going to be uh, blocked off all through town that day, the route that they're going to take to go and come back around to the finish and everything. So uh, something like that I'm sure is cool. Some people will like it. I just I never could get into it. Yeah. Uh, now, funny enough, movies about racing, you know, you got oh, Six yeah. Pack, Days of Thunder. Oh, uh, days these of these thunder. type of movies, I've watched them and I got into them and liked them and everything. So mm-hmm. you know, no big thing. I, I, I should go one day to watch one just so <laughs> I can say I've been to one.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely. So uh, what's your favorite part of the movie? Your favorite scene of this whole movie, if you had to pick one out.
1: Ooh, uh, there's a few. Uh, I think my favorite scene um, is when he goes to bail the kids out of jail, but he's <laughs> dressed as he's supposed to be big John or the sheriff from Texas. And he's got yeah. the boy scouts of America, like shirt yeah. on with, the, with the name badge trying to cover it up. And the, uh, well, I think it's so funny because he comes in and says exactly like he says, I'm here to pick up my, uh, charges yeah. with a real thick accent. And then when yeah. Barry Corbin comes in like five minutes later, he does exact says the exact same thing word for word, which I thought was Oh, what's his, his line? He was like, you're a pretty little filler. Uh, if I wasn't have something to do, I would, uh, kiss you smack on the mouth and slow dance with you all, all across the state of Tennessee or so. I can't remember what, he, I can't remember the full line, but it was great. It was yeah. great.
0: Yeah. Yeah that was a good one yeah so that Definitely.
1: that that i think that's my favorite i think that's my favorite scene uh of the movie but uh yeah what about you i,
0: I was i'm sort of thinking that's i don't if i had to pick a, the, you know the, the jailbreak scene it would have been where they come get um, oh Brewster yeah out. Brewster. yeah so swifty comes in he said uh the the guy's like what do you got there boy and he's like i oh, just mm-hmm. got some fruit for the for the the the, the, the prisoner guy, for, the, for the prisoner, and he says, "Well, what are you going to do that for?" He goes, "Well, he did save my, my little brother, sir." Mm-hmm. He says, "Yeah, for, Let me see that. And he takes that bag from him and starts looking at it. And the next thing you know, he reaches over and takes the gun out of the holster, mm-hmm. and he's he's telling him, "Get on your knees, cowboy." <laughs> and I'm thinking, what well, kids seen too many movies?" Right, right. But um, I was really hoping that uh, you know they go ahead and then lock him in the jail. So I wonder if this was the this was a boo boo. They didn't lock him in the jail cell. He, Brewster punches him in the stomach. He says, "You're lucky. I'm not a violent man." Right. But then, he, then he punches, punches him in him. the gut <laughs> and uh, pushes him in there. And he goes to slam the door, but it doesn't catch, and it bounces mm-hmm. back open. Yeah. They go to leave, and they're going down the road. Breezy's driving the the RV, mm-hmm. and they're he's like, he "Come on, we gotta get out of here." She's, like, well, hold on, we gotta wait on the boys. They're doing something." He goes, "What? What do you mean? He's gonna start blasting oh, through that yeah, door yeah, any yeah, minute?" Yeah. So, next thing you hear gunshots on the doors, he's like, We got to get out of here. Then the kids come in, and Doc's like, All right, take off. We got it. So, they start going down the road, and here come the sheriff and the deputy out. He's like, Get in the car. We got him. We got him. Let's go. And they start taking off down there, and the kid starts counting off. Little Harry's counting off mm-hmm. 10, 9, 8. And when he gets to zero, the hood flies off. Mm-hmm. Both doors fall off and come open. <laughs> the tires fall flat and everything. Then the trunk comes up, and uh, my dad's looking at it going. Well, they messed that car up good, didn't they? <laughs> I said, yes, they did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said that was great.
1: Yeah, that's a great scene. I forgot about that one. That that, that is- would
0: be that'd be my favorite. I think mm-hmm. if, I, if I was to pick one out, the yours is a great one too, though. I mean, when he comes in, just the fact it's the Boy Scouts of America uniform, mm-hmm. not a sheriff's uniform yeah, or even a state trooper's uniform.
1: And like, where did he even get that? Like, you know, there's it. It, it's a it's a typical 80s movie and it's short i mean it it doesn't needs to do and i guess we're kind of spoiled now by like longer movies and tv shows where you get more more story and more you know character development whatever but you know just to know where he was able to pull that outfit together would have been a fun little scene as well
0: yeah yeah so i mean that's how it was though so i be- mean mm. We know an hour and forty-eight minutes is what we had in the movie. It's actually technically a little bit longer. An hour thirty, hour and thirty-five mm-hmm. yeah. for the usual yeah.
1: standard length for movies
0: like that. So we get a mm-hmm. few minutes longer.
1: But it doesn't feel long. Like it it, it no it, it 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 uh it has good pacing. It it goes pretty well. But there are several you mentioned, like you know, errors and or goofs we would call them. And the one that stood out to me was when uh when breezy is quote unquote seducing Turk in his camper and the kids are stealing. No, 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 it's a different, no, this is when, uh, they're all in the bar and the guy, when they, they first start taking all the parts from the other driver's cars to, to replace the ones they took from Brewster's car. So they've got the lookouts on the other side of the hotel, but there's a shot of them working on the car. And you clearly see Mm -hmm. a man in the background coming out of the hotel, like watching them. And I'm like, they didn't tell that guy like, Hey man, we're filming a movie. You don't need to be in the background at all. But you know, back then like rewatchability, watchability they were, we weren't watching movies over and over again. We do now, but I remember seeing that. And then like you know, three minutes later, like, why, we, where's the lookout? We're going to see who's coming. Like, there's like two guys behind you. You guys haven't seen yet. Why aren't you, you know, watching the other side? But they were yeah. more concerned watching the guys come out of the bar than they were anybody at the hotel, I guess.
0: And for all they knew, two of those guys were some of the racers.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: You know, but it wasn't it wasn't really addressed or anything. I guess they figured it's something we wouldn't catch or notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so it's, it was always little things like that, however, mm-hmm. that that slipped through. Just like um, some famous ones uh, What three men and those three men and a baby, mm-hmm. the cardboard cut out inside the window, oh, yeah. uh, the window curtain. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm or trying to think of something else that was um uh, popular and left in. I thought wasn't the wizard of Oz, one of them things where of course people claim somebody hung themselves. Right. Yeah. But it was a, it was a prop hanging up in the background. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So. There's several of those where, you know, and especially back then stuff wasn't like HD, you know, high quality stuff was a lot of stuff was kind of blurry. So you couldn't really, couldn't really see it.
0: Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, we have about reached the end of the show, man.
1: Six Pack has Already? taken us that quickly, believe it or not. I mean, that's right. uh, it's, it's a fun movie to talk about. Uh, the only thing that I wish that was, I mean, we talked about being more, I would have liked more of Brewster and Lila's love story. Like it's there, but I wish she was a little bit more involved in the middle. She's there at the beginning and then she shows up at the end and you know that he loves her and he wants to be with her other than the other you know, girl that kept hitting on hidden on him at the bar at the bar or whatever. But I would have liked to have seen more of their relationship and maybe just, you know, I want to see more Aaron Gray. That could be possible. You got, well, true. That, that <laughs> wouldn't have hurt
0: at all. Right. But we got the condensed version of it. We got the version of the you get the feel of they were kind of serious before and he was right. afraid to, he was afraid to approach her at first, but finally yeah. goes up to her and acts like he's picking up where he left off, which I thought yeah. was weird. Yeah.
1: But Um, I did, I did like the, she does have one very key line though. When, you know, she sees the kids for the first time and he's like, I can't do it. I'm not a father. She says, you're doing a good job. As far as I can tell. So it was like, she was kind of for it from the beginning. So it's kind of good to see her as an ally early on that, you know, she could kind of see this is, you know, this is going to turn out, you know, better than he thinks it is. He just needs to let the kids stick with it. And I think him sticking with the kids kind of, Put her at ease, knowing that okay, maybe he really can't commit and be a one woman, you know, man. For yeah, me.
0: and and I, I will say this before we go. I didn't, I didn't bring it up earlier. I think yeah. the turning point of the movie, in my eyes, where he really takes to the kids, is where um, they have the thing about where they're taking the stuff from Turk. They're stealing mm-hmm. from him. Breezy's kind of, you know, like you said, quote unquote, seducing or something. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: she was distracting him.
0: Yeah, she, she leaves. He takes off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't know. He doesn't know where she goes. So he's driving around everywhere looking for her Mm -hmm. and finally finds her. And they have that moment to where, oh, yeah. You know, she comes up and they hug and everything. And she's telling him on the way back, you know, the things that she wants out of life. She wants to be in school. She wants Mm -hmm. to have friends. You know, she wants the normal kid's life. Yeah. And he's kind of really into this with her, this conversation. So I, I always thought at that point in the movies where they really.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Come together finally, then to, and he's he's sure that this point. He's not that. I guess this is what he wants to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's a, that's a great scene. It I w- it doesn't it doesn't hit my favorite scene, but it is a, it is a very pivotal scene. I think one that Diane Lane, being such a young actress, shows how great of an actress she was because she really played that role very, especially in those scenes, did very well to show that vulnerability and you know uh you know kind of hurting and not really sure like i i love the scene of him seeing her and he doesn't go running after her he just kind of stands there and she looks at him and you can tell there's this do i go to him or not and i kind of had this you know my own thinking of her internal dialogue of like do i want to trust an adult cuz i've had my parents obviously the parents abandon the kids so well, no,
0: the, the the parents died in a car crash, uh, a car crash. I oh, thought was, was.
1: Okay. Was it? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm
0: the Yeah, they, 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 they died in the car. She tells him finally on uh when they were on the road. Okay. Like, how they got started in life of crime, basically.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I so she
0: lets him know that the parents died in the car crash and yeah. instead of going to, uh, they needed a, you know, money at one point. So mm-hmm. stripped some stuff and the sheriff called them and oh, that's how that the whole point, thing got. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah that's the problem of watching a movie and, and, and part, you know, half and half, I, I miss some stuff, but yeah.
0: Well, you're on the right track though. But yeah. Thinking, but, but, can but she you, trust an adult? Because what's right. The sheriff, the adult, exactly. Exactly. What's he doing, you know? Right.
1: Right. So, uh, but knowing that, you know, when he, I think when he embraced her, I think she was like, okay, this is, he doesn't just want us to, he doesn't want us just to, to use us as something for his gain. He really cares about us that he would, you know, spend all night driving around looking for me, you know? So yeah very pivotal part of the movie i agree
0: all right well tim if you will just remind the good people here listening to the show where they can find you at and everything and what you do
1: you can find the 80s flick flashback podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms we're on apple apple podcasts we're on spotify we're on amazon music uh iheart podcast iheart podcast i think uh, anyway just search for us i'm also at a website dot sflickflashbackcom uh, you can find us on social media on just uh, search 80s Flick Flashback on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.
0: And I'd highly recommend doing what the man says. Look <laughs> him up, find him, follow him, give him a rating, give him a review. For crying out loud, support the man. <laughs> and got some good stuff going on. You know what I have to say about that? Was that? That's no lie. That's no lie. <laughs> <laughs> that sure ain't no lie. The- Tim, thanks for being on with us this week again, man. I appreciate it. We'll find something again. You know we will in the future to get, oh, yeah. uh, get talking to. And um, we'll go from there. So, everybody, I uh, hope you enjoy the movie. I hope you go out and find the movie and uh, rent it, buy it. I don't think you can rent it anywhere. I couldn't find it to rent no. anywhere.
1: Like I said, I, I I found a version, I think, on YouTube about 10 yeah. years ago. It might probably still be on there.
0: I didn't see it on YouTube, but I might have missed it. Uh, you yeah. can definitely buy it on Amazon, though.
1: Yeah. Um, or, yeah. So, yeah. I got yeah. a DVD. DVD copy was pretty cheap. It was, I think, it was under ten bucks. So, yeah. yeah, so, if you get a there.
0: chance and you like the way we described it and talked about it, you want to see it for yourself. Give it a give it a view. Go buy it. You won't be disappointed in it. Just like all the other great '80s movies, uh, some of the forgotten ones we bring up, or just the great ones in general, you're not going to be disappointed when you actually sit and watch the movie. So, Tim, uh, until next time, man. Once again, thanks for being on, and we will catch all you guys on the next week's episode. Thanks for listening today you